Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And I'm your chatter. I know I've been gone for a bit. It's been kind of a crazy, crazy fall, but I'm Reverend Kara Hildebrandt. And today I am happy. I'm excited to have with me uh, the priest. You are called a priest, right? Yes, I am. Of yes, I the am. Episcopal Church, uh, Paula Miller. Uh, thank you for being here. Oh, Kara, it's so good to be here. I am um, honored to be with you as a neighbor. Yes. And as a friend and as colleague in, in some things that we've got cooking here in Lincoln Park. Yes, and I'm excited for us to talk about that today. Um, what is uh, the name of the Episcopal Church you are at? Because it's a two-namer. It, it's St. Michael and All Angels. All so right. uh, we are on Champaign, very close to Fort, our... Um, a calling card is really the CVS across the street. So <laughs> if you can find the CVS, you can find. You can find St. Michael's. We're on the drag that uh, leads you right to the middle school and the high school. So um, I think we're on a pretty busy street here in Lincoln Park. Yeah. And how many years have you been there? This Christmas, I will be there eight years as their pastor and um, probably a few more beyond that okay. as I was a deacon and, and a seminary student. So oh, wow. I've, been, I've been down here in Lincoln Park for a while. So you, you've gotten to know the area because I know we, we end up at city stuff together and, and we uh, end up on committees together. Um, so tell me a little bit about your, your church, uh, just kind of like the ethos of it. Um, I would say that St. Michael's is probably I mean, you'd like to say it's a welcoming church, yeah. but one of the opening prayers that they have been saying for years beyond me being there is a welcoming prayer. Oh, interesting. It is an interesting thing because it seeps into your bones, Okay. you know, by saying it Sunday after Sunday, and now to the point where even I know it by rote, um, <laughs> nice. that, that uh, we know that we are not only welcoming people in, but they will, we say, enrich our lives oh. so that they make a change in us, yeah. not us making a change that they would be, well, what did you call it? Our ethos. Yes. Uh, our ethos could be changing. And so yeah. uh, being open to that, I think, is pretty cool. Okay. So. That, uh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, there's something about... You know, if you say the words just enough, it it does become part of your bones. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it becomes your spirit and the way you act in the world. Um, so we've been involved uh, on a, a level of uh, community forum, as we call it, work, um, of trying to figure out how to gather the community together because uh, we recognize there's a lot of needs in Lincoln Park, but there are also a lot of people who want to help. Yes. And so what has been your observation in Lincoln Park around that, of, of seeing the needs, but also seeing how people care? Uh, it, it's really interesting that you bring that up because probably, oh, two plus years ago, mm -hmm. we had a vestry meeting, which is like your session. Yeah. And uh, one of the questions that came up was around outreach. Okay. And uh, finally someone said, wait a minute, if we're supposed to love our neighbor, 
Mm-hmm. Who's our neighbor? Yeah. And what do they need? Mm-hmm. And, and it's one thing for us to think about what they need and put together food ba- baskets at Thanksgiving and the mitten tree at Christmas and, you know, all yeah. the things that have always been done year after year. But really, are we meeting the needs? Yeah. And so that, that's what got us started on this project that threw the two of us together. Yes, um, which is pretty exciting. So um, my congregation wrote a, a grant to our presbytery, and all it said was you have to do something with the community. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's important to note, which um, if you're not too familiar with Presbyterians or Episcopalians, we are not into proselytizing. Like, we're not in the community to convert you. We are in the community because we want to help. Um, and I know you've got a bit of philosophy uh, around that. And, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's up to us to serve, not be served. Right. And so um, I think if, if ever you're going to evangelize, oh, my God, the E word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a scary word. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean by that? Like, like you're going to, like, talk to somebody? Like, you're going to, like, beat over their head the with bible church stuff church? no yeah. no it's 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 about come join us as we work on whatever this project is and uh yeah and that's that's the way i think uh we grow yeah absolutely um and so we uh so like i said um my congregation wrote this grant we wanted to do something in the community and through my conversations uh, on the city level and on the school level, um, it became apparent that there are all these needs in the community and there are all these entities, whether it's civic or religious, uh, any kind of nonprofit that want to help. But there was a disconnect happening between uh, the, we didn't even know all the services that were available. And the services wanted to help meet needs, but they weren't even always aware of who exactly needed it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we were coming at it from a different uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was just a conversation I was having with a, a dear friend. Um, I said, I don't know how we're going to know. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the, the things I was leaning towards is the fact that the neighborhood is changing and mm-hmm. it's... 30% or more Hispanic. And so my dear friend, who is Hispanic and is a social worker, suggested that I really could find out the answer yeah. to these questions if I would just get a master's social work student as an intern to work with me. Which is amazing. It is amazing because that is not my background at all. Right. I am not a social worker. I've never been in the liberal arts at all. I am a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Absolutely. And so my eyes have been opened in ways that I just can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's been really cool to even uh, be able to access that along with you. So as we're working on this community forum, we get together and say, hey, wait a minute. We hear that you're doing something. And we heard it through like the mayor. about each other like it was not because you and I had discussed it no yeah it was because somebody else said oh did you know and so it was one of those things of coming together and I'm going wait a minute you've got a social worker you've got a what that's amazing it is amazing and and I was absolutely convinced 
that the Holy Spirit was working overtime because oh, yeah. this was nothing that I had planned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just really, I think, has exploded beyond where we ever anticipated it going. Yeah. So as we're putting together this community forum, which none of us who were trying to put it together, and we had people from uh, different aspects of the community working on this and still do, that it was like, I don't know how this is going to end. Like, I don't know exactly where we're going. We need data. And we got a like 100 people, this was pre-COVID, 100 people in a room that were servicing all different things and had all different kinds of things to offer and are like, we're, we're ready, let's do this. It was really a, a very cool thing to see. It was amazing. And it happened at just the point that the intern that we had at that time was completing a survey that she had done. Mm-hmm. It started out as what they call a windshield survey, where you just drive around and look and see what's here in Lincoln Park, because she was not from Lincoln Park. Actually, she was from Arlington, I think, oh, in wow. Virginia. Oh, wow. So oh, a little ways away. <laughs> a ways away. And, um, and, and the uh, project resulted in what she was calling a resource guide. Yeah. She put together a uh, booklet that listed all of the food pantries, all of the medical services, all of the uh, health services, social services, uh, uh, housing uh, uh, availabilities, bus routes. I mean, all of the things that are available as well as listing those places that could talk to you in Spanish. And it, it was an extensive guide, especially considering it was only for the city of Lincoln Park, which the city of Lincoln Park is a suburb of Detroit, so you easily can move between cities. But so the city of Lincoln Park is not that big no, geographically. No, I think it's about a six square miles or so. Right, and and then we only we have a population of what thirty six thousand something like that something around that, and so it's not a huge area. But that booklet extensive, very extensive, and so we had this this meeting. Mm-hmm that uh, you had orchestrated, led by, oh my gosh, a city planner? Yes, yes, uh, a shout out if she ever hears this to, to Leah, the city planner of Lincoln Park. Uh, she's amazing uh, and we asked her to be part of it because she is so gifted with being able to get vast amounts of quality information out of people that I, I hadn't seen anybody do it like that, um, where she can get 100 people in the room and get quality information out of them. And so at the end of that night, with those 100 people mm-hmm. at tables with pen and paper, someone scribing the answers, yes, uh, there was a lot of data that was collected. Mm-hmm. And then, fortunately, we had an intern. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was very fortunate. <laughs> to be able to take all that information and distill it down to those points that um, folks thought were important yeah. to them and to our community. Right. And then we had hoped to have a follow-up meeting much sooner, but then COVID hit. And so that, that kind of threw everything in a, a jumble. Uh, so the your intern got the data, and then we have been working with your new intern, which is amazing, you got a second one. I know. Well, what happened was we were all in that tailspin 
Right. So the forum was in January. I think our intern's work was truncated by Wayne State because of of the pandemic. And so she didn't finish her project with us. And we just were on a hiatus until about August. Yeah, so we were supposed to have a follow-up meeting with the intern who collected all the data mm-hmm. and analyzed it. And it was literally, what, two days before that meeting that yeah. everything shut down. It just shut down. And we were all in a tailspin trying to get our own little entities. You yeah. know, what are we doing uh, with our different communities and, and getting that all set up? Oh, and it did. Was... It took until August, and we saw each other at something, and you're like, hey, what about? And I'm like, I know, I know. We've got to get back on that. <laughs> and and because we had one intern and it worked out so well, uh, the social work department at Wayne State uh, was available, uh, got an intern available for us for this semester. Yeah, so. and he's he's helping. He's read our data. Yeah. And then we've kind of given him a, a little bit of direction as to maybe where we're headed, but that we want to hold a follow-up meeting right? Um, about how do we continue to communicate more effectively on a, on a city level uh, so that we can keep bringing together all of these different entities who want to help and all the different uh, needs of the community so that we're making sure we begin to respond. And it's one thing to have volunteers right. very excited about this and non-paid interns and, yes. <laughs> yes. and people giving of their time beyond their responsibilities uh, from the city and from the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we just really are blessed with people whose hearts are so big right. that they want to give, but um, it's hard to sustain that without Absolutely. Someone at the leadership level. Right. And so we are looking for what are those next steps and how are they they possible? What is funding even looking like, you know, even on a bare bones? Right. How do you keep volunteers uh, interested? I remember uh, a couple of years ago, our former city manager for Lincoln Park, which I um, he's on a uh, another an early episode of this podcast um, but he would talk about how amazing it was how all of these different entities in the city and they weren't fighting each other yeah <laughs> that they actually wanted to help and then our city planner even said she goes I've never seen a city ask these questions that you guys are asking that you really if you can figure out the social aspect of how to help people um, uh, on different social levels that all of a sudden then the city begins to thrive on a whole new level. I, I recall she said if, if you want them to develop economically, yeah. then you have to have social development. Right. And as, um, you know, back to our backgrounds of where we're coming from, I mean, that's what we feel our call is, is to help people socially that that social justice of Jesus well Matthew 25 right, <laughs> right. <laughs> when when you were hungry you fed me and when I was thirsty you gave me to drink and in prison and sick and yes yeah how do we become those hands and feet of Christ in the world right how do, and how do we inspire others to do the same 
Right. Because we all thrive. I mean, we are going to thrive when all of us thrive. Right. And that we are so connected at levels that we may not even realize sometimes. Um, And so that's been one of the amazing things about our group, of how we are so diverse in our backgrounds, but we all have this value of wanting to help people thrive. It was an interesting thing that the intern asked me. Um, He couldn't figure this out because he's not a church person. Yeah. And it's like, well, he could understand why he wanted to help people because he's a social worker. Right. But what was driving us? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there's this whole Jesus thing. I mean, it's... Yeah. Didn't we want to just stay in our churches and read scripture and sing hymns? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all nice, but there is a bit more to it. And that's the other thing, that we need to get beyond our walls. And this yeah. has really been an impetus to, to do just that. To open our eyes and see uh, the needs around us, right? Because. And that, and that when we all come together on it, it can actually happen. And it's amazing because it happens beyond our abilities. Things happen yeah. that um, each one of us couldn't do alone. So that the whole is bigger than any individual part. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if you said, "Well, here are the needs of Lincoln Park." And one entity was trying, no matter which entity it is, Mm -hmm. whether it's the schools, the city, the nonprofits, or the civic clubs, or the religious institutions, it does not matter. One of them cannot handle all of it. No. And and that's been really cool to see. There's a lot of communication from a city level to the nonprofit level Mm -hmm. to the school level, and all of it is, there is communication between all of it. And, and because of that, they know each other so yeah. well yeah. that uh, it, it, it wouldn't be difficult to pick up the phone and call, call each person and call them by name because they know who is who right. and what they can do. Right, <laughs> right. Yes, I can, I can text the mayor. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you, you really can. Exactly. Um, so... What are some of the needs that you have seen in Lincoln Park that you hope that we can we can navigate and uh, challenge ourselves even as a community to address? My, there's so many. There are a lot. So <laughs> I, know. I know I'm asking like a big question. <laughs> um, well, I I think that uh, there are housing needs. Yeah. There are um, secure jobs. Mm. And of course, right now, that's that's more and more pressing. Right. Um, I think just even bus routes. Mm, um, bus routes. It's, yes. it's amazing that if if you don't have a car, you can't just pop into a grocery store. Right. And not all the grocery stores are list are in the your neighborhood. Right. So you would have to do some navigating to get from. Mm-hmm. Uh, your home to a grocery store and then lug all of those back home. Um, so beyond food, which of course is, is paramount, but there's a reason why people don't have enough to eat. Yeah. And so it's getting beyond just the surface needs into the deep core needs of mm-hmm. the people. I think we were talking about the census, uh, the last census, saying that uh, in Lincoln Park, 
20% of the people are um, in the poverty level. I, I can't imagine what it is with this new census, but we see it. I, it we yeah. don't have to have a number. We see the faces. Yes, it, they're real. <laughs> they're real. They are, they are very real. And it's almost like when you go on long enough, when you only address, well, here's a food box, mm -hmm. that you then begin to see people begin to lose hope and and so you can almost feel that loss of hope uh, with different individuals which is um, even from a religious standpoint the thing we're supposed to give is hope right and we're supposed to give it and act on it and and that is really hard to see like there is no other way out when yes there is we just have to figure it out together right um, it's it's been interesting to watch uh, Lincoln Park kind of shift. Um, and I, I'm very curious as to where we'll go after this whole experience of COVID um, as we recognize even more the needs of each other and, and we see each other in, in, with new perspective. Um, how do we begin to respond to that? I think I, I read something in the New York Times. They were calling... Uh, the pandemic, the new awakening. Ah, okay. And, and if you look at different times in history, mm -hmm. there were great awakenings where society's eyes were opened and um, they changed their, their, um, uh, their attitudes, their beliefs, and their actions uh, from one way to another. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping yeah, that here's to hope <laughs> that this is another societal great awakening, mm -hmm. that that we actually see a shift in in our society and in ways that are more compassionate and and more um, em empathetic. Yeah. More um, helpful. What would you say to those who are like, I want to help. I want to I want to do something, but I don't know what. What, what would you say to people that like that? Oh, you just start small. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're not going to be on a, uh, you know, a crusade, but you, you might hand boards uh, to somebody in Habitat for Humanity. You might be, you know, uh, packing food boxes. You might just be doing something little. Mm -hmm. And then that'll bring you in contact yeah. with someone with a need. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, starts having the scales fall from your eyes when you realize that someone in need is not a statistic. Ah, uh, yes. You know, they're a real person. Yeah. And that they have, uh, you know, feelings and emotions and families and loves and, and purpose and desires like you do. Right. In fact, you may find that you have a lot more in common. Yeah. Uh, than you do in differences. And so, I don't know, baby steps, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are some things uh, your congregation is working on right now? Well, that's kind of difficult because yeah, we here. are not meeting in person. And so some of the traditional things that we do mm -hmm. are, are being done in really 
well, different ways. Yeah, yeah, no, I gotcha. <laughs> um, we are assembling some food baskets because we've done that at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we've done them for the American Indian Services. Well, now that they've lost their funding and closed their building. Um, I did not realize that. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my is right. Um, I still am in contact with the director there, and she has families in need. Yeah. Um, I, 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 did you know there are 270 Native families in Lincoln Park? In a city of 36,000? Yeah. Wow. That's, I know. That's really, yeah, wow. And Significant. I, I think we, we don't always know that. And mm-hmm. so, um, yes, I mean, we will continue doing that. But on top of that, mm-hmm. um, their focus is starting to shift away from um, food deliveries and mental health uh, support. Um, They've done a documentary with uh, telling of the stories, and they had just received funding to do another documentary, which we opened our doors to let them film in our church. Um, And as that is being edited and not even in the can, They got another grant to do another documentary. So she oh, was wow. telling me that they are being led in a new way. Yeah. And so when I think of what we're doing, I, I guess we're kind of in a transition ourselves. We're being led in a new way. Yeah. Uh, some of the people just took it on themselves to make masks at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> you know, and, and we have a congregation that uh, I've always called my tool time parish. Okay. They are crafty. They work mm-hmm. with their hands and they are very clever. So making masks was not tough. Uh, and okay. they, uh, they were able to uh, share patterns and, mm-hmm. and other things. And, and, and then, well, you see right here, they're now making these lanyards. Ah, to keep the, to, the mask. Uh, yeah, so that when I take my mask off, it does. I don't lose it. It's still right. connected to me. Nice. Uh, uh, one of the women belongs to a group, uh, I think they're called the Bag Ladies. Okay. They uh, crochet plastic bags into um, like uh, sleeping bags for the homeless. Mm, okay. And so she has marshaled another oh, six to eight people who are collecting grocery bags, folding and cutting them and putting them into uh, balls of, they call it plarn. And plarn, I like it. <laughs> Plastic yeah. yarn. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so and these things just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not directed by me. <laughs> right, right. People come up and they're like, hey, can we try? Can well, we? absolutely. Absolutely. So, so those are just some of the creative things that are happening right now. Nice. Well, and I know we've talked about it a little bit, you know, going forward as we see the need to, to work together of figuring out different ways as we are all being led in new directions right. of how are we working with one another to address certain things? Are there things we can partner with each other about? And, um, I think about that as a, a model that may become more prevalent now because of COVID. That it's like, no, we can't do this by ourselves. We have to partner with each other. Um, so I'm kind of excited for the future in that way. I am too. It makes us stronger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
So I asked this question of everybody, kind of towards the end. Um, what is the piece of wisdom that you try to live by? It's okay to make a mistake. That's a good one. Uh, I heard someone once say, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing badly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, maybe I just blindly blunder on, yeah. uh, not knowing like you know the the result. But um, if it's worth doing, hmm. if it's worth doing, just stumble along and do it. And if you make a mistake, it's okay. I think that's part of my scientific background. Okay. You know, we always had theories. Mm -hmm. We ran experiments, and if they didn't work. We weren't disappointed. It told us something and right. pointing us in a new direction. So that's Absolutely. my thought for today. Well, it, and <laughs> even with us working in the community, like that works so, right? We try this one thing. Well, that's not really, but we learned something. So now we're going to try this. Right. That we just never stop trying because it's okay to, it's okay to fail. <laughs> it's okay to fail. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for uh, talking with me today. And I have a feeling we're probably going to do this again before too long. So. Because there's always something happening. <laughs> there is always something happening. Yes. So to all those who are listening, I hope you found something uh, inspiring about this, uh, motivating of saying, hey, wait, I can do something, even if it's just a small step, um, because there are so many needs and yet there are also so many wonderful people out there trying to help. Have a good one. Thank you, Kara. Thanks.